Welcome to this bonus episode of the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. On this episode, I have Terry Fierce. Terry is a world champion pole dancer. She's traveled the world performing and judging in all different competitions of pole and just different performances throughout the world. We talk on this episode about how we met up, how the industry has changed since we've met, where we see it going and what we think is most important about performing or about competing within the pole industry. We also touch on her personal life, on uh, the illness that she had and how she overcame it and just sort of just get into the ethos of who Terry Fierce actually is. So I know you're going to enjoy this. If you have any questions, please feel to, feel free to reach out to any of us and I will speak to you again soon. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks for joining hey. us, guys. I have on with me today uh, Terry Fierce, who is a world champion pole dancer and has Fierce Fitness Studio down in, it's around Dublin, isn't it? Where are, are you in Maynooth? Yeah, we've got, we've got one in Maynooth and one in Dublin. We've oh, so you have two studios now, so you're even fancier. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before I get into how we met and stuff, do you want to give a brief introduction as to who you are for the people that mightn't know you? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my name is Terry Fierce. It's my stage name. My real name is Terry Walsh. And yeah, as you said, I run Fierce Fitness in Maynooth. I run that with my partner, my business partner, Michael, and then my best friend, Sarah, runs the Dublin studio. So that's really my main job. And then, yeah, I'm a former competitor. I've competed in world championships and nationals and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so I just judge around the place and go and teach workshops and stuff. So that's me. That's my job. You said mm -hmm. competed, but I competed. You actually won things. You, you like, <laughs> you're a world champion, yeah. are you not? <laughs> I suppose, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just another day. Just another day. Uh, uh, yeah, what, yeah. what was it like to, to become a world champion from someone who's done martial arts for a long time? That was one of the goals. Like, yeah. it was always to, to like, like the first championship I ever won was British. And you're like, right. well, that's where you're supposed to be aiming for. So you actually hit the pinnacle. So what was that like? Um, it was pretty deadly. Yeah. Like, to be honest, it was quite unexpected because we, um, it was the first time that I competed internationally with my partner. So myself and Lisette competed in doubles. And when we won, I mean, it's, it was such a difficult competition to win because they had such a specific, um, I don't know if it's the same for martial arts, but they'd have like, you have to hit these particular moves and you have to rotate around the pole this many times for it to count, things like that. Um, and yeah. so honestly, I, I, I was as surprised as anybody. We, it was almost like we got the guideline, the, the booklet or whatever, and we followed it so perfectly because we had no, nothing yeah. else to work so it, it really worked in our favor. So we literally gave them what they wanted and, and we won. And I think, we came second then the following two um, championships in that same category. And then we won the other one. Do you know the way there's two, there's like the world pole yeah. dance and there's the IPSF. So we were, we were kind of bouncing around doing a couple of competitions um, at a world level, but it was, I mean, it was unbelievable to be able to win a few of them. It was like, I mean, I don't know. Did I peak too early? I don't know. <laughs> but it was great. Like, yeah, when they called our names every time, it was just, unbelievable like such an honor you know it's great you, you can see it when you watch videos back when they call your names it's almost like yeah you have a wee double take is that i know that is yeah. my name but am i the only one with that yeah. is it just me or? yeah well that's it yeah are we the only terry in the set here today <laughs> uh, yeah. uh it's it's brilliant like it's unbelievable i was really 
I was really proud of us. And um, it was such a great time because we were winning and then we'd go teach abroad and then we'd come back and we'd train and we'd do another competition or another show. And it was just constantly building. Like it was, it was a really great way to kind of kick off an international career in pole. Because previous to that, as you know yourself, we were all so based in Ireland. Like, and it was quite insular yeah. here, wasn't mm-hmm. it? You know, and you'd have the All-Irelands, but it, it really blasted us out into the mainstream pole, you know, so it was... It was yeah, good. It's that, that's actually where we met was the all Ireland's I competed. Wasn't I, don't it? Even, yeah. I don't remember when it was. I remember standing beside um, Sarah, your business partner with a yeah. an, and best friend, business partner and best friend. They handed yes. me the bag and I opened the bag and I was like, what is this stuff? And just handed it over. I was like, do you want this too? Also, I don't know what I'm going to do with, <laughs> any, with any of this. Um, but it always made me think that like I started pole on the Thursday and then was in the competition on the Sunday. That's how quick oh, my for transition. God's sake. <laughs> for God's to... sake. What a man. What a man. I just didn't have a... the the thing was I had so little clue about what the whole industry was yeah. and world was that yeah. when Grania, who was my instructor at the time, said, I think you could enter, you'll be good. There's yeah. not that many guys in it anyway, you'll be fine. Yeah. I didn't know any different. I didn't know it was going to be hard or anything. So I just went. I remember yeah. her shouting names of, of stuff and, and meeting yourself and Michael and people saying to me, how long have you been doing pole? And I was like, about six hours, probably, if you count today. <laughs> so, uh, that's, uh, that's but it was such really a, like you said, it was, it was, it was such a close knit thing. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you are like everywhere. Like you, you were on, you said, which for Irish people, the Late Late Show was like, <laughs> Another pinnacle that you <laughs> used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was gas. Yeah, once you're interviewed by Ryan Toberty, I mean, that's it really. You know. Well, I was just more impressed do? that the the RT allowed pole dancing on. Yeah. Because it wasn't. Yeah, very... yeah. It was actually, it was impressive. It was flattering. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. They let us on. Do Do you think that? Yeah. For me, just because it. it you started to really take off whenever I just became aware of the of the whole um, scene. Do you think yeah. you just had a big hand in opening the that up for, like, from my first competition to the next year, was so like the the audience, the crowd, the the people, yeah. the moves, like the stuff. I landed yeah. doing pretty much the same stuff, and then people were just doing like mental things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But hasn't the didn't the industry just take off itself? I mean, aside from myself and the set or, or anything, it was almost like just that era was like because I remember when even when Michael did his first competition, like the tricks that he was doing were so like or even for us, like we would do a handspring and everybody would lose their shit. Like whereas yeah. now or even a couple of years later, that was like intermediate people were doing that. And we were so like we would have been the first people in Ireland, all of us, you know, yourself included, who were able to do strength tricks and yeah. take it more so into that kind of like IPSF side of things. So like, I don't even know that we opened things up. I think it just opened up. I think it blew up. And then obviously, you know, with social media and like YouTube was starting to get a little people, like people that were doing that in other countries were more visible to us. Yeah. So I think uh, it just didn't it just explode. Like, and I, like, I remember we, we went to, you know, a couple of competitions like three years later and the standard when we were judging, we were like, we're judging this. And like, <laughs> We're so glad we're not competing in it. Like, do you know? Yeah. It must be like that for you though, because you you compared the like the world championships. Yeah, I one of the lines I said uh, about halfway through it was, I said to the audience, "I'm sorry, but I have to make a confession. 
I lied earlier. I said I was a pole dancer. I I was not a pole. I was like, look what is going on here. But I, <laughs> I remember, I remember Michael when I first competed against Michael. When he came off the stage and it calmed down and everybody was chilled, I was like, Michael, what the fuck? I have to go on after that. Have you seen <laughs> what I do up there? I was like, what are you? Like, what? What? Why are you doing this to me? So, what like, the hell? That's so funny. <laughs> I watching the worlds this year was just yeah. like it was just madness like yeah, yeah like some of the yeah. stuff he hung from he hung from china he was like it's just unbelievable stuff like you it's almost i don't know about you but i found like going to even in other countries like some places that we've judged it's almost unbelievable that these people are 10 feet away from you or 12 feet away from you or that they're in the same room because the things that they're doing like even though we are polars like it's yeah. You, maybe it's even more so obvious because we know how difficult those movements are. Like the level yeah. just skyrocketed. And the stuff that we were seeing people do was was unbelievable. Like the world, the yeah. world championships this year was ridiculous. Oh no, it was last year. God, this year's flown, hasn't it? It's yeah. like <laughs> what, it's what flown and it? nobody's left the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, Nowhere to go. <laughs> for, for me, I found the world strange as well was I was standing off stage beside people. And as you know, I do a lot of mindset work and I'm looking at people going, mm. I could work with all of these. Everybody's freaking out. Yeah. And then yeah. they get on stage and you're like, how did, how did that terrified person so, yeah. do that? And then, then yeah, they come incredible. wandering back off. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I have to go on. Yeah. Uh, I think I found... Go on, Ed. Oh, I, I just find like whatever frame of mind you're in, like I was always terrified going on stage, but there's a certain point that it's like your body kicks in out of self-defense. Like, you know, like, you know, if you slip, like that's it. So it's just, but it is a constant battle, isn't it? For every competitor trying to compete against your own head and say to yeah. yourself, you know, you're not going to mess this up. I absolutely, there's never been a competitor. There's a, there's a few competitors that I've been backstage with who seem fine. Mm -hmm. But like most 90% of people, even like I watched, watched Dmitry Politov backstage and, you know, like everybody freaks out, but to a, to a different degree. Everybody has yeah. their own different way of freaking out, as you probably saw. It's, it's interesting, oh, you, really interesting to watch. You'd see that anywhere. Like I've worked in um, just through the magic and stuff with different clubs. And I remember working with oh, a yeah. comedian and he had been on one of the biggest TV shows in Ireland. He's been mm. doing it for years and he was look. If you didn't know him, you'd be like, "That man is petrified and is going to bomb when oh, he goes wow. out there." And then yeah, yeah. they just go and switch it on. Uh, I think I think yeah. it, I think it's an important thing. Like you, you just touched on it there that you're always competing against yourself. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Like if me and you competed tomorrow, there's nothing I can do mm -hmm. about your skill level. I can only work on me That's doing it. the best I can do. So is that That's the it. advice that you would give to your? Yeah students and like you have a lot of champions under you yeah. as well so you're not just a champion you have yeah yeah people have people have definitely taken gold um competing from fierce but like i find the best advice i've ever probably given is that like and you've heard this yourself before is people don't know what you're going to do so once you kind of just badass it like no one's going to know any different and okay so you might not win or you might not whatever but once you show up for yourself like you're you go on stage and you are able to give like do credit to yourself do you know what i mean like yeah. you're able to just show up as you are rather than going up and thinking right well i need to nail the spatchcock or i need to nail, nail the rainbow marchenko or whatever like 
it's actually not about that you know it's about the mm -hmm. attitude that you have as you as you well know it's just it's that kind of thing so i'd always say to people like you're competing against yourself literally that's all like once you get off stage yeah. you have to feel good about what you did you know just when you mentioned the routines because anyone i've worked with and even when they were competing in, in martial art forms or, or pole or whatever it was i've only mm -hmm. ever worked with individuals so i'm able to say to them like nobody knows your routine like i remember yeah. when i performed the last time not the last time i competed but before i had a damaged mm -hmm. shoulder and i did a crane right. and got stuck I couldn't get oh. out. I couldn't move my arm. So I like waddled and like did like a half forward roll and climbed. I did a climbed oh. the pole and did a move. I did a flag, but facing the wrong way because I was in stitches laughing. And I thought if I'm laughing facing, it'll be really bad. <laughs> so I'll do it the wrong <laughs> way and I'll, I'll laugh it off. But I always say yeah. to people, nobody knows your routine. If you did, no. if you went from A to D to B to F, Nobody's going to know that except yeah. your face. Nobody's going to know. That's it. But, but you've competed on a world level with a partner. Mm. So yeah. how do you overcome if you ever make a slip up or ever make a mistake? How do you? Um, you'd normally, we're, we're, we were always first and foremost performers, I think. So it was, it was not that the tricks were secondary, but like we were pretty good at not letting people know when the other person messed up or if, if you mess up yourself we were really good at showing face like so i mean i remember one time my top popped open in the world championships in the semi-finals and so it was one of those little clip tops and it just we were doing the choreography and it clipped and so she just kept doing the choreography and i just was like trying to like <laughs> slightly move it back on and it must have lasted about three seconds and i had it fixed but she had just pretended like nothing happened and i think that was really valuable because if she had been shaken by that, then I would have been shaken by her and we would have lost it. But yeah. like, if ever anybody, one of us messed up, you would just sort of fill in mm. until that person came back. We had a lot of trust in each other. You knew the person was gonna come back to you. You know, like you ha yeah. had that faith. And there were a few times though, more so in shows, more so in showcases, but times where like, we would be upside down and our heads would be very close together and we'd say to each other, um, give me your left leg or, you know, or <laughs> no, 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 two um, abort abort next move next move so like there were times we physically communicated with each other but i don't think it ever showed um, yeah. i mean maybe it did i don't know but but yeah we were really we were good at covering it up <laughs> so but it's definitely harder with a partner but they can distract from you so yeah. like like that if, if you mess up they can sort of carry it for a second so it, maybe it's a positive thing as well and then the idea of having the trust, obviously you have to trust because some of the stuff you were doing were ridiculous. And if you had no trust, uh, yeah. one of these would go flying <laughs> off the stage yeah. or something. But there'd be a death. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you had that support <laughs> system. Like yeah. you talk a lot about support system anyway, in general, like for, when I see in social media, you, you're always doing stuff, but you yeah. had that literally on stage with you. Yeah. So yeah. do you think that that's important for like the, the, not just the community you're in, but just in general to create a strong network around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you can't have one without the other. Like, you know, like even in terms of running a studio, like if you're not supportive to each other, if you don't trust each other, it kind of, it's all going to go tits up, you know, like it's, yeah. it's never, it's almost hollow at the bottom. It's got no foundation. I think the foundation of any team, whether it's a doubles team or whether it's a huge studio or whether it's a, like just a little group of dancers or fighters or whatever. If you don't trust each other, like 
you're at nothing, you know. And you do see, yeah. don't you see a lot of people sort of breaking up because of that, breaking up in bar partnerships in business or breaking up as performers or whatever. You see that sometimes just the trust isn't there. So like you could be able to do sick tricks all day long, yeah. but like it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not about that, you know. It's about like the feeling that you have together. So I I would say the support system is probably the most important thing. Yeah, it seems like ego as well. Like you, I, I've met a lot of your students over the years, and a lot of the time you can tell mm -hmm. they're your students because when I get talking to them, I'm like, oh, I, I, you can nearly feel your, like ethos or or presence yeah. or whatever it is being taught through them. Like when you meet them, you just be like, I know you. Bet you are from there. Um, so uh, I think that oh, that's that, a nice thing people can say to me. Like that is actually that's just made my day that you said that. Like. That's so nice. That's so, nothing else matters except for that. That we are all, you know, have the same ethos. That's exactly it. Like, yeah, it's a, like yeah. A lot of the the people talk about family, like in and all the groups I've been part of, they'll say it's a family, and then it's not. Like you're around them, and you're like, yeah. this is not a family. What are you talking about? Whereas, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you seem to have created a family vibe that actually is. Yeah. Like like a family like people yeah I'm oh, absolutely sure so i for me i think that's why like whenever you get up and perform where was the last you performed at the worlds or was it at the all Ireland? yeah it would have been myself and sarah and a group from our studio yeah. so like like a little dance crew rather than a doubles thing it was cool yeah so whenever, whenever you whenever you see that you can sort of feel the connection there which again is important for if you aren't yeah. connected, then the audience isn't going to be connected to what you are doing. No, so. they don't. They don't believe in you. Like, um, and like, there's always times when there's split seconds when you lose a connection. I don't know. Is it mental or what is it, or is it a spiritual or something? But there's times when you feel your energy with somebody has, like, as a group in a dance routine or during a trick, you can feel the energy go down. You feel you've lost yeah. the audience a little bit. Uh, but it's very rare and you can always kind of pull it back but i can't imagine performing with somebody that you don't have that connection with at least most of the time yeah. you know and half the t half the time like for example with me and the girls at the worlds we just had the crack like we had fun and we didn't take we didn't take it too seriously and like that now ego is the most it's one of the the quickest killers of the crack you know like you just can't have fun if you've got egos if you're not humble and i just really found that especially with that group at the worlds like we were you know so supportive of each other and we were just all about like having shipper afterwards and like having a couple of drinks and it was just very yeah i feel like that came through because i think yeah. it was fun you know for it's more than just too. it's more than just you meet up and you train and go home it's like mm. you no, 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 no. Yeah, interacting this... more and, and it does like i remember being asked in the last competition one of the guys asked me why he was like why how do you always beat me because like I I am the first to admit I had about four moves I was shit, but <laughs> you I did could them well though yeah but I could rock them. a stage I would yeah, I own yeah. the audience as soon as I take stage yeah, yeah for so sure. that's from years of of being in front of it for different things but that's what yeah. I said to him I was like the reason I I beat you and you are far better than me is you focus on you doing stuff on a pole whereas I focus on me entertaining the audience. And giving the yeah. judges slightly what enough of what they want to go. Yeah. I think what I did, I think I was very good at confusing the, the judges into thinking I was better than I was. They're like, 
don't know, remember the totally... moves, but he was good. I hear no, I hear that. I think if you have an electricity with the person who's watching you, and if your priority is that they enjoy your performance, yeah, you know, your your priority is your priority isn't about you. Like it's actually that's what entertaining is, isn't it? It's yeah. about giving them something that's going to excite them or move them or whatever. Like that's absolutely that's absolutely my philosophy because like even recent performances that i've done i'm doing the same tricks that i was doing eight years ago but i do them so easily that i can ignore the trick and focus on the person yeah. in front of me you know so like if i was thinking about the trick i wouldn't be able to do that as well or at all yeah. probably so then how do you connect with somebody so i would absolutely i totally agree with that that's i think that's really wise actually that's what i've been ways. getting through the last couple of years <laughs> Because I can't um, do the shit people are doing now. <laughs> you are sorry? I can't do the shit people are doing now. Like <laughs> No, but but so again, I, you, you could put you could put us in a room with incredible perf like trick artists and stuff, but the audience yeah. at the end would vote for people like us because mm. like they feel like I did my last we're routine was a, a crack. I, I, yeah. I the the yeah. gift of the gift of the Irish. <laughs> like I did like mine was a was a magic mic theme. Oh yeah, and, well you've already been there, like <laughs> yeah. And people were like, "Who did you base it on?" I was like, "I've never seen the movie." It was it was what? D. I've never seen it, so it was D that said to me, <laughs> "You should enter." And I was like, "But I don't care enough. I'm not a very competitive person." She's like, "Just do yeah. a magic mic theme. It'll be well funny." So yeah, like I went dressed in like a pair of trackies and a jacket initially, and stripped to. Yeah shorts and a like my first ever competition the i was wearing a i was walking to the stage in a pair of shorts and a vest and one of my mates was like at least take the fucking vest off would you you can't get on like <laughs> at least don't wear a vest that looked like i was yeah. going to the beach shorts down to my knees that's, exa <laughs> that's exactly what michael wore in his first competition black yeah. vest and black shorts like yeah but you know what there's there's something um impressive about being able to be nonchalant i don't know how to pronounce that nonchalant nonchalant non on stage yeah no about giving a fuck there's something there's something hotter about getting up there and being like like you know it's not about like blinging yourself out sometimes it is and sometimes that's part of the story like in pole art and stuff and yeah. you know you get marked for but there is something endearing and exciting about somebody that that's like fuck this like they just want to they just want to give you a good time it's not about yeah you know like how expensive their costume is or whatever so yeah oh michael michael's first competition was literally i think all his performances were vest and shorts <laughs> yeah except for when he started getting like when he was about two years in and he started getting costumes done but like he looked great you know it's just yeah that's all you need he again he, he coming from being around yourself he he portrayed a story and connected everything but he connected with the audience like that's yeah. which, like I competed against guys and I remember saying to them, you were brilliant. And they're like, I know, but how did you come third? I'm like, I just talked to the audience. I, yeah. Yeah. You did absolutely. Stuff. Like my first, yeah. my, my first actual routine, I had never heard my song before. Oh my God. <laughs> Is this the one, the one after you'd been doing pulled six hours? Yeah. So, so somebody, <laughs> somebody took the song and edited it for me. <laughs> so they start playing it. There's actually a bit. There was a video somewhere, and you see me about to do like a handspring, 
and then right. the music stops. So I just stop oh. and bow and acted like I meant it. <laughs> and I wander <laughs> off the stage. Like it, I uh, I think I took it a little too far not caring, but I, like I said, I didn't have a fucking I didn't know what I was I'd never been to I only went to the pole studio because two of my students wanted to try it and were too afraid right, to go yeah. on their own. And I was like, All yeah. right, I'll I'll go and That's do it. That's a good it. reason as any though. That's a good reason. Yeah. That's a better reason than like, you know, it's good to go with people and like I think the reason I did it was I just wanted to dance like it wasn't I didn't really fancy being really good or anything like that I just wanted to move and nobody would do it with me actually I went on my own to my very first class <laughs> so that was gas but it was like I don't know I think that's our that's an organic reason to start rather than yeah. going into it to become champion or like that's mm. too much pressure and I'm a big fan of not stressing yourself out you know because pressure will kill you like and yeah I don't know. It's worked for us. It's worked for us so far. Say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always right, been like, like that? So like you're saying you started pole because you wanted to just dance, but like, yeah. how, how did you, was your childhood like this? Were you a dancer when you were younger? What? Oh no, 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 no. Like I just was a massive Michael Jackson fan. So like <laughs> I would just dance in my bedroom. <laughs> like I'd put on like a V, oh God, a VHS of Thriller. And I would literally just, learn that dance or whatever so that's or when i got into other music like i literally would just put it on in my room and dance by myself but there was no because i'm from port leash and there were no dance classes back then really in port leash i don't even know if there are now but there was like speech and drama or irish dance but there was nothing that you could put your own i don't know it was very it was too structured like yeah there's no creativity there, there i didn't yeah i didn't find much creativity down there so then like i started pole when i was 21 or something and that was how late it took for me to actually yeah. go and do but like i did i did irish dance for like a month and i did ballet for like a couple of weeks but they just never appealed to me pole I, i'm sure you'll agree like maybe it's the same with martial arts you can nearly put your own soul into it a little bit like mm. yeah so i found yes but i wouldn't be a tra trained dancer christ no <laughs> definitely not <laughs> That's like, so have yeah, you always been creative then have you always been yeah like yeah yeah like i would always like have been able to hear music or like but i can't sing or anything like that or play music oh god but it's more i think it's more of a mental thing like or maybe it's in your heart like i've definitely felt like i should be i've always wanted to be a teacher but i never knew it was going to be dance and i always wanted to dance but i never was taught how to dance so i feel like it actually just organically all came together but um i would say i'd say there's but there's creativity in opening a studio and stuff isn't there like yeah almost it's not going down the the road that's traveled all the time you know it's staying away from the old nine to five and so i'd say that's the creativity that i go for yeah <laughs> well to run yeah. to run a business in a country that looked down on the business for so long is, yeah. is you have to be quite creative to get around it have you had any yeah, experiences so with like people shooting you down for <laughs> Because it took a long time for pole to be a sport or to be pole dancing. It was yeah. just stripping to most yeah. people. It did, didn't it? It did, actually, yeah. yeah. And now it's gone back the other way. Now people are, like, really applauding the stripper side of it and sex work side of it. So, like, it's it's incredible the sort of journey it's taken even in the last yeah. 10 years, isn't it? Especially in Ireland. Like, uh, But, yeah, for years I didn't tell anybody. I would Like, if I was on a night out and some guy asked me what I did, I didn't I didn't say what I did because they would just have a different opinion of it. But yeah. then I think that comes down to like 
I cared what people thought of me as well. So I don't know, did that coincide with that era in Ireland, like where pole fitness wasn't really respected as a sport? And it also coincided with me being like, what would you call it? I sort of wouldn't be happy to conform to that. So now if so, I wouldn't give a shit. Like now if somebody said to me, oh, what do you do? Like, I have no issues with saying it, even if they're a priest or something, like I don't care, you know. I remember I did a show actually here in Maynooth and um, there was a salsa school and they were doing a camp. They do a camp every year. And it was like a weekend thing. And I, it was my ex-partner's sister who was a salsa dancer. So I ended up getting into that crew and I said, listen, I'll do a performance for you at this thing. And it's in Maynooth. So I'll do, I'll hand out leaflets and it will work for the studio. And they, it was, um, St. Patrick's College so it would have been like a priest training college and they said to them you can never have her back like that's disgraceful what she did and I was like doing a pole <laughs> sport performance so like yeah. I think that kind of thing is funny but I mean it, like I just don't care anymore you know I think you're I think you're similar I think we're both a bit like we're comfortable in ourselves so yeah there were years when that affected me but now it is the complete opposite like I I don't mind that at all, you know, but it, that has coincided with people are more open-minded too. So yeah. it works out pretty Did, Was <laughs> yeah. there a, a turning point for you where you got to the point where you just thought like, fuck it, I don't care what people think of me. This is what I do. This is what I love. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Is there anything? Yeah. That... Oh, absolutely. And you know what? That it was a turning point in life and it was when I got sick. So obviously, as you said earlier, I, ha I had cancer and like, I just, it brought everything to before and it made me realize that none of your ego is important what other people think of you is important uh the only thing is that is important actually is kindness like kindness to other people and mm. growing yourself as a spiritual person and it completely changed me the way i look at things like i would be like god i would care so much about what people thought of me and now i just did a complete 180 like and i think it was honestly that sort of having that face you you know your own mortality or yeah the idea that you might you might not be able to enjoy the simple things for a while you know that really it really changed me so it wasn't even to do a poll it was that and it just changed the way i looked at everything in life so you, i know yeah, that's why what, i don't even go ahead sorry i was just gonna say it's why I, don't, I haven't competed like i have no desire to compete at the moment because i'm like i don't need to prove myself anymore yeah. whereas i kind of maybe i felt like i did but i don't need to i'd rather perform and have people enjoy what i do but me not staying up at night worrying if i'm going to be good enough and beat this person and that person it was damaging actually so um and i'm just not a very competitive person either like i don't really like judging myself that way anymore so it's it's definitely changed my direction even in life and even in the career that i have so it was good yeah. it's a good thing well, you you were quite open with being diagnosed as well. I think we talked about yeah. it a long, yeah. maybe a year ago, maybe because yeah. for me, like I, I'm surrounded by people in the pole industry and stuff, and then I seen you yeah. being so open, and then that to me, from a, from an outlook, and especially being male, it's not something I can really talk to females about. Um, whereas mm -hmm. you were open up, and that to me, it was giving people an idea that like this is a world champion athlete, and all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Like we're not supposed to get sick in general. Like no. if you have a cold, people go, I thought you were fit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're so healthy. Yeah. 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 So no, have you, have you found that's opened up like a different, not audience, but like a different, um, um, 
people coming to you with different from different backgrounds yeah. and things because absolutely yeah yeah like it changes it changed my whole like social media even because people were mailing me and saying like thank you so much for coming out about this and i'm really worried about this what should i do and i became more i think approachable because of that because i think you show your vulnerability and mm -hmm. people are so happy to see that not because they want you to be vulnerable but because we're all vulnerable and because yeah. we're all dealing with stuff like that it might not be cancer it might be depression it might be anxiety so like the, the more i found i came out about it absolutely it changed my audience yeah and like you know there's always a mix in everybody's social media audience like 20 percent are watching you for pole fitness you know 30 percent are watching you for this or that whatever so but i definitely found it opened things up but that's not even the reason i i said about it and became open about it was because when i was diagnosed so many of my friends said that they had never even been uh, had never had their smears done or had never had like a breast check or anything like that and some of them are in their mid-30s and i was like girls like this is this is ridiculous but i would have been the same so it just made people stop and think that actually we're not invincible we feel we are but we're not and that was the only reason i did it like it was very hard to come out about it because it's really hard to be vulnerable and it was the first time i think i had ever let myself be real on social media yeah so it was it was definitely difficult but um it's like it's the best thing i could have done because it's true to yourself then isn't it so. yeah and it takes a lot of pressure off you as well like I, I nothing remotely as extreme but you would have always you've met me in real life and we've had the crack and then when yeah. i do videos yeah. about the prove it guy i was very straight laced and because i worked with so yeah. much depression and suicide and everything yeah. and then i was like that's actually so much work for me to do that and since i've i did i actually did the i deleted everything and restarted um instead yeah. of just trying to do a do a 180 but right. i noticed a lot now people people have realized hey you're you're, you're normal whatever whatever normal is they're like you actually yeah, person sure. you and you like have bad days and you, you oh absolutely yeah yeah which is like, so great that you're being real about that because yeah it's comforting especially when you're in a few different industries like you're in the martial arts industry too and that's another invincible industry where you've got to yeah. be you know you're tough and you're and you're unstoppable and you're strong and all that but like it's great to be real coming from both our industries isn't it yeah i, th I think it really helps because what i noticed when i started getting more into pole even though i stepped back from actually going to classes and, and competing and stuff i still stayed in contact yeah. with a lot of the people i met because a lot of them yeah. are, are really nice to be around. Really nice. But, yeah, it's a lovely community. Yeah, but it, but it attracts a lot. Same as martial arts, it attracts a lot of broken people. And if the people at the mm. top of the of the mountain look invincible, they, then broken people never see themselves ever getting there. But people like yourself yeah. opening up and saying, like, I'm super fit, super healthy. I also have cancer. They're like, yeah. what? But you're... You're yeah. not, you're a world champion. You're away up there. So then they can see yeah. themselves aspiring totally. to be that, which I think yeah. then makes you more inspirational than if you had a, how, I don't know how you would have hit it, but if you had to tried to hide it, like it would have seeped out another. No, I, do you know what? I was advised to hide it as well. I was told like, and a couple of my relationships broke down after this actually was because like, one or two people said you should absolutely not go public with that it's just attention seeking and you shouldn't oh, yeah. you shouldn't say anything yeah. yeah so i i was told that and it really like it just felt so wrong but it, i but i was 
so I could be really, really influenced by people too. So I was like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe it is attention seeking and I'm just looking to, you know, like get people's sympathy. But Jesus, it was, there's nothing fun about posting that online. Like there's <laughs> That is zero crack. Like that's no fun. So it wasn't that, but it did make me second guess myself because the, like the initial reaction is to, is to protect yourself and hide yeah. those things, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But there's so many <laughs> easier ways someone like yourself could seek attention online. Like why would you do yeah. like, I, I, I just, I was going to ask, would did that come up with people around you? Because again, I find it in anything like people are just, He's quick to judge and quick to get jealous like oh you're just doing that like i know you and i don't know you like super duper well we've known each other for years but mm. like we wouldn't be mega close but i would know mm. you're not posting anything like that as attention seeking it just doesn't fit ah, with, no. with you at all no. so whenever i always think when people around around like whenever i i again it's not as extreme but i because i work with anxiety a lot i talked about my own food anxiety that i had when I was about six, right. I had it when I was a kid and then I had it again when I was about 16. I lived oh, in chocolate really? spread sandwiches yes. for about six years when I was younger. You but, lived uh, on what, Sam? Like Nutella, no chocolate spread, like Nutella sandwiches. Oh, man. Tasty, like, though. Tasty. I know that's what, that was the only saving grace. I chose something nice uh, to live yeah, on. Yeah, but... didn't pick lettuce or something, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, it's not ideal for sure. Yeah, but when I went to talk about that, people were like, that, you'll lose people and also like what's the point and i'm like well just so people yeah. know that i am like i do some crazy stuff on stage like getting kicked in the groin and getting hit with sledgehammers <laughs> and stuff so yeah it's yeah. good for me to come out and say i used to be afraid of food like i literally yeah. thought i was gonna die if you wow. like give me any food and i'd be like oh, but i was did. brilliant at hiding it sweat blinded yeah. me i'm like Bye, wow. yeah yeah so that's incredible that's interesting and like unusual isn't it like that and like that you said people would be looking at you from a different perspective so you'd never think that at all yeah but but then isn't that what isn't that what we should be using social media for or if you have any kind of a platform isn't that what you should use it for yeah. and having said that i'd be the first to say that like i'm quite everybody's still very fake on instagram like it's rare i'd post anything without a filter and like my hoop is up on that thing more often than not but like do you know you, you got a whole hoop you the pole hoop are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, that one yeah <laughs> but you gotta you gotta balance it like you know but it's really it's i think you're dead right i think i would never say to you not to do that i think it's yeah. so commendable that you do you know i think when, whenever you're saying about your your instagram is the the filters and stuff on the actual page whatever it's your whatever the page mm. thing's called but your stories yeah. then really I feel are really open now and that's what I yeah. try to do with mine. I, I want a nice feed for my social media. I like to have a nice feed, but if you follow yeah. my stories, you'd be like, what is this guy yeah. like doing <laughs> yeah. today? So you, you, you do have a nice uh, feed on your, on your social media, but mm. even with the filters and things that you use, you're yeah. still not fake. As in, if I just watch your story for the day, I can yeah. be like, she's on the ramp. Like, Recently, you went on holidays with Sarah, and you were posting like pulling oh. funny faces and just madness. So you're, oh. yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. There's so much stuff we don't put on the Insta stories that actually I'm like, 
my father said my dad i we party a lot with mom and dad like we go to festivals together my folks are absolute animals like and we always would go on holidays with them like i would always invite them around with us and they love sarah and my dad was like you should have a youtube account the two of you are like dumb and dumber like it's ridiculous (laughs) but i think that's that is actually who we are like yourself with your stories that's where the magic is that's where you that's what your life is you know yeah or that's me and Michael, like he, I have his head wrecked. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, Michael, do this. He's like, fuck's sake. But actually that's where, that's where it's at. That's where the fun is. Yeah. Definitely. That, that's, that's what I mean. A lot of people wouldn't do that. They would show their, like I chatted to Kathy about this whenever lockdown happened. I was like, look at all of the performers and things that we know that live a yeah. really exciting life. And now all of a sudden they're fucked because none of the, they're not yeah. doing any of the bullshit anymore and they can't yeah they yeah. can't go online and and like you can go on and have the crack whereas yeah they couldn't because they had set up this yeah. such a fake persona that they're going i can't okay. post yeah they, they're not traveling or they're not like you know they don't have their daily routine which would be so different like do you know what i feel like i came into my own in lockdown i don't know about you but i feel yeah. like lockdown was i have i suffer with anxiety as well pretty bad and i have just come out of depression actually which is something i've never posted about and i don't know if i i'm ready for that yet but uh i found i read somewhere that like the whole covid thing the whole pandemic thing actually really calms you down when you're anxious because you're like well this is as bad as it's gonna like it the worst has actually happened you know so you're actually you feel oddly in control you feel oddly like oh okay i can actually there's, there's nothing else I can do. I don't need to compete with anybody else. We're all sitting at home. So it really does open up you. Like if you're going to yeah. post anything, it's it's you in your garden or it's you cooking or having the crack with your friends. And I feel like lockdown really brought that out in me personally. I fa- I'm actually can't complain about it. Like, you know, I yeah. think it was a good thing in yeah, some ways. I, I think it's good for a lot of people that are, strong enough to look at themselves so you you're in a position where you're strong enough to go right i have anxiety this is terrible and then your anxiety normally anxiety works in two cycles one is a a cycle until you die where you this gets worse 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 then i'm dead or it just goes in a worse worse circle over and over again whereas now like a lot of the people i would know that would have anxiety and stuff they get to a point where they're like my brain can't come up with something worse than ah, a global absolutely. pandemic. Yeah. So I actually, yeah. and it freaked people out to start because they felt oddly, I feel oddly yeah. calm because it yeah. can't get oh, worse. Was... Like, yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> of course, of course <laughs> there's a pandemic, you know, yeah. what else could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. So, so the fact that, that, that you're strong enough to look within yourself and, and, question everything about how you feel and stuff is really important people one of the main things like i i like i have a whole book i wrote a book Um, that's actually see that see the the picture that looks all nice and i'm doing like tai chi that's actually at the world poles stop is it (laughs) oh my god at one point l was like laying cover five minutes and I was like Tai Chi in a <laughs> suit? I don't know. And then the guy the took a really nice photo so I was like I had to change the cover of my book Perfect. so I did that. But 
<laughs> Whenever I, I, I ended up spending about three years just with anxiety clients, that became all I worked with, anxiety um, right. and different different levels of it, like addiction and everything. Yeah. And yeah, one of the things that I noticed were people were afraid, so afraid of their anxiety that they didn't look at themselves to... So yeah. I would say to someone, for example, when you feel anxious, what does your breath do? All oh, my breath goes all over the place. And I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. What does it do when you're not anxious? And they go, yeah. don't know. So how do you know? Yeah. You don't You don't know where you're trying to get back to. You know where you are now. You're in panic and hyperventilating and whatever. But yeah. you don't know what's yeah. actually safe. So yeah. So that's yeah. why I tell everyone to meditate. So you know, like, this is how I am when I'm relaxed. So if yeah. bad things happen, you can go, well, I know where I need to get back to. It's back to this yeah. stage instead of just running around in circles. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in panic. yeah. And a lot of people don't be still. I found the lockdown. People did not know how to be quiet with themselves or how to sit in a room yeah. with themselves. And I like, I've learned to love that, but definitely it's come out of the illness and the depression and stuff. Like I absolutely believe there's so many people that I would know and that I've encountered that, you nearly you can see that they're not even yeah inside themselves you know they're not actually in their own bodies they're just they're up here and i yeah. see that a lot in the studio and i find that's the great thing about pole and having a studio and all that is is you're bringing people back down into their bodies which is giving them some kind of relief from your head and there's all that kind of side of it with teaching classes but like the pandemic i mean for sure it's sort of because you weren't going out to work and you weren't battling traffic and you weren't stressed about this or that because there was nothing because there was nothing you could do i really feel like it gave us all a chance to go oh this is how this is actually what it's like to go out and smell the flowers in your garden and to make your own breakfast yeah. and sit with your dog for an hour and read a book like it was it's incredible you know yeah. i actually really hope i really hope people saw that side of it because like i'm yeah. meditating you have time to do that now you know I think people will notice more yeah. when things open up more. People will go, "Yeah, I actually miss standing." Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. At the start, yeah. I would stand in my garden, and and people would like. I started to see more and more people walk that I've never seen walk before. Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah." I hope you get to the point where you're not walking because you have to or to get away. I hope you're walking because you like it. You like, yeah. Like yeah. when I meditated, Absolutely. I had to. Like, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead. I was going to say, when I first started to meditate, <laughs> I it was because I had to. My instructor was like, you have to learn yeah. to meditate. And I'd sit there going, right. Yeah. Medit. I'd love to have seen a yeah. video of my, just me with my eyes closed yeah. going. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just unsettled in it. Like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm hoping people start to realize, create nice habits that they, that they like and realize what's actually yeah. important. Like, like you said, totally. caring about what people think you, you eventually go, who are, I don't, no. I don't no. care about yeah. any of these people. Okay. Like, yeah. Do you know, I find that with people, you mentioned walking there, like when people walk now, it's like, you got to put up on Instagram, how far you walked and how long it took you to get there. Or, you know, people are going jogging and they're like, well, this is what I saw. You can't go for a coffee now without posting about it so i yeah. really feel like when when lockdown happened and we had nowhere to really walk to like it was literally just there's no point in posting it everybody was just posting do you remember like all those memes about people making banana bread because <laughs> everyone was just <laughs> doing the same thing jesus yeah. it was it was great like it was great 
Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that I've talked to that thinks it's great are I've noticed are people that are creative and who can look into themselves and do. I just realized that's probably because that's who most I talk to in my life, which is another thing. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you get in a lockdown, you realize how many people you don't need in your like the amount of people you don't actually yeah. need around you, which is yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of people cutting people off if they're not mm. for their higher good, whereas absolutely yeah, I think people find that a frightening thing to do, but mm. like. Like you said, whenever you were saying about going public um, with yeah. with the cancer, that like you probably ended up cutting people out of that because they yeah they were yeah for it, you. it did end the relationships and like I found that that if people were not bringing you peace, ultimately they are bringing you unrest in your life and like that was just a massive. It's almost cut and dried. It's fifty fifty. Like you're either you're either with me or you're against me almost. You know, and yeah. I don't mean that in an aggressive way, but it, I really did find that like as you said with lockdown and with all these situations even like if you have anxiety or depression or if you're sick it brings out the people who you actually should have around you because they're the ones that show up for those things like they're there yeah. for the good and the bad you know yeah and i think that's why like i'm best friend like my best friends are michael and sarah like they're my best friends and we are business partners and it's almost it's so secondary the business side of it but just happens to be who we want to be around all the time like I would yeah. I would sit around with the two of them all day long and obviously Michael's my ex-boyfriend as well so people think that's hilarious but like it's just <laughs> yeah. those are people that are on your same journey they're they have the same soul vibe that you have you know so you can sit in silence with them so yeah those are the people you want around you yeah. so even great. the fact that that it sort of show attests to your character that you can be around an ex without it being yeah. full of anger and toxic like you were yeah adult enough or whatever way you'd want to put it to say this isn't working in this relationship but it does yeah. work in this environment so um whereas yeah. that's why like, people still love somebody, hmm? still love somebody like we, yeah like we just weren't like it just wasn't going down that path anymore but like yeah. jesus he is family like you know yeah he's a great man he's a great man <laughs> This will be the, I'll cut this bit out just for him. Even though he beat me in every competition I ever competed against him in. Yeah. I don't even care at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, just, again, it just, he just I think walked it, in there a second ago as well. He just walked in there in a weight vest and went behind the the thing to get <laughs> some and I'm like just laughing at him in his weight vest walking around. <laughs> Such an overachiever. Yeah, just walking, probably just emptying the dishwasher or cleaning a floor or something. Yeah, yeah wearing exactly. a weight vest. So. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so now I forgot where I was or what was going on. Oh, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. I'm bad at this. Uh, so, one one of the things that that I wanted to ask you because I think it's gonna it's important for the type of people that w follow us is has mm. there ever been a time where you where you failed at something where you thought this is a complete disaster, but it actually turned out to be like a godsend or a good thing. <laughs> I'd probably say what we just spoke about there is uh, losing certain people in my life and, or changing my relationship with people that has turned out to be a godsend because um, like even my last relationship that I, we would have broken up, like it actually 
made me want to be on my own and it made me happy to be on my own so that's something that like it was if it was so dreadful at the time and it's mm. you know obviously a really difficult period but like it actually was the best thing that could have happened to me because it brought me into my own you know um and yeah like that this, the illness was 100 percent that happened for a reason like i really believe that happened for a reason that was not like i mean yeah obviously you get the physical factors like the reason that somebody would get cancer or that somebody would have this or that would like for i look at it from a spiritual point of view and i think that was meant to happen and that was obviously an absolute shit show like that, that was no fun but like yeah. but there's there's some mad things came out of it like some really yeah. mad things came out of it. so yeah like most of the last two years of my life have been what i would consider what i would have considered five years ago to be failures you know or, <laughs> yeah. or giving up or what would, what would the word be like selling out or yeah like being vulnerable so, but I see those things now as being honestly gifts, like really gifts because I'm a different person now after, yeah. you know. Well, you're, you so know, just more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, everything in the last two years. <laughs> Michael, say hello to Liam. Michael's just walked in again. We'll get him to say hello. Is he still wearing a weight vest? No, he's taking the weight vest no. off. Hi. Hello. <laughs> you're how you're going to be... I'm good. Thank you very much. Look at the triceps and everything. We've been talking about how uh, we fake competed where I was on the stage and then I got off and then you actually pole danced and <laughs> <laughs> did things that were real. Uh, this is a great time to tell you. Go on you out. actually placed on that year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you placed. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. I, I place all the time, but it's just... I win the audience over. I don't do the moves or be, be the guy. How you keep I think it... I think it was because I took my vest off and threw it at Daniel. You see? We, oh, it's we always were, a winner. Had him in the, see, it was weird that it was always me and you wearing vests. We're like, yeah. But I what do you call you the Mitch? Your vest off. No, it's too sweaty. You won't, no. you won't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. How are you keeping? You good? I'm very, I'm very good. Thank you very much. This is a good time to tell you that you should come on my podcast someday as an interview. I think that will be enjoyable. And you can, yeah. uh, you know what's sickening me these days though is watching you slackline. Oh, really? Because I am shite at slack. Like, remember I sent you the uh, video and I was no. like, I'm getting better at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting better <laughs> at slacklining. To be fair, it's really, it is really slow. Like I find oh. even, even compared to a lot of other things, I find even learning the skills in it is really 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 slow just keep like slow over, slower like. than most other skills i've learned like between like trapeze rings pole hand balance like slack lines really slow like i'm doing it nearly a year now and like i know i'm getting better at it and i feel good but like it's um it's so slow Such like it's crazy tree. i've been blaming the trees i've just been going yeah, yeah. something wrong with my it's tree yeah it's, yeah it's not really yeah. connecting it's the, up the wind it's the wind yeah the wind as well <laughs> see i don't have hair to feel it so i don't notice it until i fall over that's <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> better because I got someone coming in. Nice to, nice to talk to you. Definitely give me a mail and they can do an interview, which would be a bit of fun. All right, brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to get yoga extra, extra person on there. So that's a bonus. <laughs> that's a bonus within the bonus. Um, yeah, the, last, <laughs> the last question I like to ask people just for whenever I remembered asked it because I find it fun because I love superheroes. If you had a superpower, what would it be? 
Ooh. Stop being annoying. So stop being annoying. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> That's just for, um, it sounds like he fell over there. <laughs> it's just a clatter after he said it, sounded like he fell over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Um superpower, superpower, superpower. Uh, shite. Um oh crap, why don't I why can't I think of an answer? Do you know shite what healing people would be what is it? Healing people? Healing people. Yeah. Do you know what I think? It's like, okay, I'd love to be able to fly and teleport and stuff. But then I'm like, God, you know, imagine your parents get sick. Ha! No. I got this. Healing people. Is that cool. a stupid one? No, that's good. That like, it just fits with everything that we've talked about. You're like when we talked about the way we perform on stage is to entertain people. It's not for us. We're not yeah. on the stage for oh, us. Yeah. You teach because you want to pass on knowledge. So I love this question yeah. because it, even everyone always answers the same way. They they get confused and they throw one out that they think yeah. random, and then when we talk about yeah. it, you're like, it makes perfect sense that you'd want to heal the uh, people. Like, as a teacher, like you said, it the people come into you broken. Well, I said broken people are invited into the sports that we do, but people come yeah. into you with anxiety and stuff, and then like half a year later, they're performing in some sort of show that you yeah. created or something, and you're like, yeah. so you already had that superpower in my. I think ah, just, it's just good no, that it came to you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just gonna have a quick cry before my classes. Thanks, Liam. As long as you do that off the off this, it's fine. Yeah, I will. I will. Oh, that's that'll so be awkward. I'll, I'll just be sitting uh -huh. going. That'll be you're crying, and I'll be going. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, you're just there, like, like, ever come on? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't smoke. I hear it was bad for you once, so I just never did it. Um, nah, no, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm very good like that. I follow every single rule, ever. Never broke a rule in my life. Yeah. There you go. That's admirable. It's <laughs> <laughs> very admirable. Uh, it's untrue, <laughs> which makes it even worse ah. now because I'm lying. So that's even less admirable. Um, ah, makes fun. <laughs> uh, so everyone can find you via. I'll put the links down, but where's the best places to find you? Just so everyone knows. Um, I'm probably on Instagram the most. Uh, I don't know how that happened. I sort of transitioned over to Instagram. Um, so they could probably find me there, usually talking shite on my Insta stories. <laughs> they can come and have a look. Or, yeah, Facebook, so I guess. So just Terry Fierce, have you, uh, you've a Terry yeah. Fierce, have you got a studio as well? Or is it yeah, just... so the Fierce Fitness Studio, which actually Michael runs, and he's, he's really good at it. He's always got really great pictures up with the girls, you know, when people tag the studio and stuff. He reshares cool. so that's a cool that's a cool one to check out because you'll see our family yeah see the people that train with us cool i'll link everything at. below and um they can just reach out to you uh because i know you're Early. approachable so uh terry thank Absolutely. you very much for coming on i really appreciate so much. it that was fun thank you so um, much for having me that was a good chat <laughs> you're very welcome for everyone listening thank you very much and i'll speak to you all soon